The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The third beatitude, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Father Morgan's parish of St. Francis of Assisi in Hanover City extends out into the countryside. It is a countryside of middling to prosperous truck and dairy farms. And of them all, the most prosperous belongs to Nat Gordon. Nat Gordon, as the expression goes, is a strong, silent man, a widower. Something of a mystery even to his only child, Amy beautiful young woman of 22. On this particular afternoon, on the porch of the large, comfortable Gordon farmhouse, Amy drifts into talking about her father with Jack Adams, the son of a neighboring farmer. Amy, do you think if I... What, Jack? If I asked you to marry me, your father would approve of me? Jack... Are, are, are you asking me to marry you? Oh, I've been asking you in my mind for the last year. I love you, Amy. Oh, you're making me feel wonderful, Jack. Happy, terribly happy. But how do you think your father will like the idea? Oh, I don't know. He's known me ever since I was born. He's known my father and mother all their lives, but... Not one of us knows what he thinks of us. Jack, he's my own father, but I don't even know what he thinks of me. Hmm. He's a strange man, isn't he? He never said an unkind word to me in my life, but he never said a kind one either. I have a feeling that someday he'll, he'll turn against me. He'll strike me or say something ugly to oh, me. Oh, Amy. Not a very nice feeling to have about one's father, is it? Oh, he's known he was... Well, Strange, but 
Well, Amy, he's not like that. Yes, yes, he is. I can't prove it, Jack, but I know it. Well, never mind. Let's not talk about it today, Amy. Well, it was you who brought my father up. All right. Come on. Let's go on from here as if I didn't. Don't. Don't touch me, Jack. Amy, come back here. Oh, look. Here, Amy. Don't you run away from me. Oh, Jack, hold me tight. I love you, Jack. I love you. Oh, Amy. Hold me tighter. Squeeze all the crazy fears out of me. That night, at dinner, Amy is sitting at table with her father. Five minutes have passed without a word between them. Then... Oh. Huh? What'd you say? All I said was oh. Any uh, reason you care to talk about? I was being angry with myself. For being afraid to tell you something. What? I'm... I'm going to marry Jack Adams. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Well, I, I think it's rather nice. I'm glad you think so. Don't you think so? What difference does it make what I think? He's your choice. I'd like him to be yours, too, Daddy. As far as he goes, Jack's all right. But if you want my personal opinion, he doesn't go very far. Well, what do you mean? He's going to inherit a first-class farm. What interest does he take in it? What interest does he take in anything? Oh, well, with responsibilities with a wife and children. If a man doesn't have an interest in money, naturally a wife and children are going to give it to him. There are other things besides money. You can afford to talk like that, and so can Jack. Daddy. Uh, he'll go through his father's money and my money after I die, and then where will you be? You and your children. Oh, well, he's your choice. Let people do what they want to do. That's my attitude. I do what I want, why shouldn't you? Good luck, Amy. Nice dinner, as usual. A good cook. But, Daddy... Yes? Would you want Jack to call on you and talk things over? No, no, no. Settle things between yourselves. If you want to live on this property, I'll build a house for you. If the Adamses want to build a place for you on theirs, let them go ahead. Any money they spend on the two of you, I'll double it. Uh, settle all that sort of thing between yourselves. All right, Daddy. Uh, the, the wedding. Will it I'll, uh, I'll agree to anything you settle on. A quiet one, a loud one. Anything you want. Good night. Go on into town. So he's leaving it all up to us, then? Mm-hmm. Money and not being bothered. They're the only things he cares for. Well, as long as we care for each other, that's all that matters, isn't it, Amy? Yes. Yes, Jack. Uh, what did he say about me personally? Oh, he, he thinks you're all right. Well, Amy, I know I'm not perfect. I, I think you're wonderful. Oh, you kind of swell yourself. Jack, you're squeezing the breath out of me. Jack, you're hurting me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> if you want me to survive until our wedding oh, day... Oh, by the way, where's it going to be? Oh, you, you mean the church? Uh-huh. 
Your church, I suppose. Oh, well, I suppose, Jack. Oh, it's okay by me. I don't have any church. Oh. Well, I thought I thought maybe you had in mind your parents as a Lutheran church. Uh-uh. means nothing to me one way or the other. I'm not a Lutheran. I'm not anything. All I believe in is what I see. And as long as what I see is you. Oh, dear Jack. Oh, you're beautiful, Amy. I feel beautiful. Amy. That's it. Hold me gently and tenderly. What are you dreaming about, Jack? <laughs> Our wedding. And uh, you didn't answer my question. Where's it going to be? Oh. St. Francis of. Um... Oh, what's it called? Assisi, St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. Is that where it'll be? Oh, well, I don't know yet. We don't have to settle everything the very day you propose to me, do we? <laughs> oh, certainly not. Personally, just now, all I feel like doing is having a bit of fun. So do I. Swell. I, I feel like sitting in back of you on a... On <laughs> a, a motorcycle? No, a rocket. <laughs> and, and my arms around you and the two of us shooting up to the moon. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I have an idea. Let's go to Jimmy's. Jimmy's? Yeah, you know, that place out on Route 25. Oh. Well, why so enthusiastic? Oh, I went there once with Bob Stauffer, and I didn't like it. Oh, maybe that was because you didn't like Bob. No, huh? Bob's all right. I just didn't like Jimmy's. The gaudy, noisy nightclub. Oh, come on, Amy. It'll be fun. Perhaps, Amy feels, if she looks at Jimmy's nightclub and listens to it through the eyes and the ears of the man she loves, perhaps she'll find it tolerable, even enjoyable. And so with Jack, she goes there. Boy, can those three babies dance. <laughs> Look at them. Jack. <laughs> Look at them, will you? Jack. Huh? Let's go now, Jack, shall we? What? Let's just take a ride along the highway. It's a beautiful night outside. Oh, Amy, I'm having fun here. Well, I'm sorry, Jack, but I'm not. Oh, but I am. Yes, I know. <laughs> Won't you take me home now? Home? Well, I thought it was going to be a ride along the highway through the beautiful night. Jack, you've been drinking too much. Well, if you'd only drink something stronger than ginger ale, maybe we'd both be having a good time. Why are you talking to me like that? Huh? I'm Amy. Amy Gordon. You're Amy. Remember, Jack? Oh, come on, Amy. Now join me in a drink, huh? Forget your troubles. Forget everything. <laughs> That's the only way to have fun. I don't know about that, Jack. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful long face. Come on, Amy. Don't be so religious. Religious? I haven't gone to church for more than a year. You're, you're religious, though. It's your only fault. Jack, will you please take me home? Okay, Amy. I'll do that little thing. After I do, I'm coming right back here. Came here to have fun, and believe you me, I'm going to have it. Thanks, Jack. It's okay. You're not even angry with me. You just don't care one way or the other. Remind me of my father. Thanks for the compliment. I, um... I wonder if we're still engaged, Jack. Look, Amy, you're a nice girl. You're good-looking, too. Thanks. But if 
you and I can't see eye to eye in a good time once in a while. It's all so hopeless, isn't it? Goodbye, Jack. Yeah, let me help you out. Oh, no, don't get out, Jack. Excluding tonight, thanks for a wonderful year. Amy, I'm sorry if... Go back to Jimmy's, Jack. Have a good time. Okay, Amy. That's how you're going to take it. That night, after she falls asleep, Amy is awakened. The knocking at the front door down below frightens her. Oh, God. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, protect me. That is a little prayer she learned in childhood from her Catholic mother. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Amy, trembling, goes to the window. Who is that down there? Who is it? Me. Father. Let me in. I lost my key. Daddy. Oh, I, uh, I hear you were at Jimmy's tonight, too. Were you there? Yeah, I got there after you left. Daddy, what's the matter? You look... Daddy, you're cut on the side of your neck. That's nothing serious. What happened? Were you in an accident? I was in a fight. Oh, no. You hear all about it, so I might as well tell you. I had Mona Lester with me. You mean Carl Lester's wife? You might as well know this, too. I've had her with me off and on for the last six months. Daddy. Daddy. Uh, Don't be such a prude, Amy. If the woman prefers my company to her husband's... You mean your money to her husband's. That only proves she's a smart woman as well as a friendly one. More power to her. (laughs) Oh, stop that. Stop it, I tell you. Is that all you think of my mother? Your mother's been dead for 14 years. She's in no position to be interested. Listen. Listen. It's the state police. Well, let them come. Why, why are they coming? Carl Lester come into Jimmy's. He started roughing me up. Well, I... I roughed him up. Did... Did you kill him? I said I roughed him up. What happened to him after I left, I don't know. Why are you getting that revolver? You, you did kill him. Go on upstairs, Amy. No, I won't. Get upstairs. I won't. Get upstairs, I tell you. Gordon, after wounding two of the state police, is shot and killed in the living room of his house. And at his funeral, two days later, the only people present are Amy and the undertaker and the professional pallbearers. No friends. Matt Gordon had no friends. And no minister or priest of God. Nat Gordon had no God. 
Or at least so Nat Gordon thought. Two days after burying him, Amy calls on someone she hasn't seen in a long time. (laughs) I'm sorry, Amy. Sorry with all my heart. The terrible death of your father. And then Jack Adams, the uh, unpleasant incident there, too. Oh, Father Morgan, how can life be so awful? So disgusting and cheap and ugly. You're hurt, Amy. Terribly hurt, I know. You're so good to let me talk with you, Father. Amy more than talks with Father Morgan. Having been brought up a Catholic by her Catholic mother, she makes her confession and expresses sorrow, a genuine sorrow, for having neglected Mass and the sacraments for a whole year. She resumes going to Mass on Sundays, and somehow, although the terrible hurt is still in her heart, she learns how to endure it. Also an intelligent girl, she somehow, with the help of the two hired men, manages to keep the Gordon farm going. Some years ago, Amy had a friend in Hanover City, Beatrix Parker. Beatrix, unknown to Amy, has just recently returned to Hanover City. Why, Beatrix Parker. Connolly, Father Morgan. It's good to see you back here on Main Street again. (laughs) Oh, it's good to see you, Father. Whatever are you doing in Hanover City? I I thought you were in Rome. Your husband, uh, Captain Connolly, isn't it? It's Major now. Air Force attaché in Rome, isn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. He put in for active service again, and, well, he's now stationed, of all places, at Hanover Air Base. Oh, back in your old hometown, (laughs) eh? Tell me, Father, how is everyone? How's Amy Gordon? Well, uh, you, you see... I've already heard all about it, Father. Yes, you were bound to, of course. How's she holding up? Admirably. Oh, I, I so want to go out and see her, but... I... You must. Well, I want to, But I wouldn't know how to begin talking with her. I I wouldn't know what to say. You must go and see her, Beatrix. You'll do her good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Trixie, I can't tell you how I've enjoyed your visit. You you will come again, won't you, soon? With pleasure, on condition that you visit us. You must meet my husband and children. The major and the two majorettes. (laughs) Oh, I'd be glad to. Well, we'll see you, darling. I repeat, you're looking beautiful. Don't you make eyes at my major. Oh, no chance of the major making eyes at me with the wife he has. I repeat, too, you're looking so young, Trixie. Well, are a husband and children supposed to make me look old in four short years? (laughs) No, I just think you look young, and I think it's wonderful. (laughs) Well, Amy visits the Connollys. The Connollys visit Amy. The young Connolly children take to Amy, and they all become good friends. 
One night at the Connollys, long after the children have gone to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, golly, this is the way to live, laughing and having fun, the way you two live. We two? You mean we three. You've been doing just as much laughing as we have, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, religion. I've been stupid about it. I thought I needed it, but what I really needed was this. What? What do you mean, Amy? Well, my father never smiled. He never laughed. I never knew what happiness really was, not after my mother died, anyway. And then my father was... My father died, and I thought, well, perhaps I ought to practice my religion again, but that didn't do me any good. Nothing did me any good until you, Trixie, and you, Frank, you and your children, made me feel that life is worth living. Oh, religion is all right. Going to church on Sunday, there's no harm in it, I suppose. Well, you do it. Lots of people do it. But, ah, uh, the, the real thing is friendship. Isn't it? <sighs> Sorry, I've been so serious. <laughs> You're looking terribly solemn, the two of you. Uh, I think I'd better be going. But, but Amy... It's 20 after 11. I'd better be going. I, I am going. Well, thanks for another lovely evening. Amy, we... We'd really like you to stay. Oh, no, no, Frank. You have to be at the air base tomorrow at 5 in the morning. You better get some sleep. Well, good night, my friends, and thanks again. Leaving earlier and more hurriedly than she usually did, Amy left her two friends practically gaping at each other in their living room. Frank, did you hear what she said? About religion, you mean? Did you hear it? Did I hear it? Frank, have we done something wrong? I thought we were doing something right, or at least trying. Good grief, Frank. What's wrong with us anyhow? What what do you mean, I mean, influencing her to think about religion like that. Just, Just tolerating it. Almost looking down on it. It's a rather disturbing result of our good intentions. Look, I won't have time to do it myself, but... Tomorrow, why not go and talk it over with Father Morgan? Oh, he'll think we're awful, Frank. Ask his advice. Tell him we're willing to do anything, anything at all, to make up for it. Father, my husband is a very religious man. I know he is, but you're a very religious woman. Well, I don't know about that, but Father Frank is terribly upset. He joined me in, well, in in showing Amy a good time because he he wanted to see her, wanted her to see that life is good, that God is good. Amy was a bore to him at first, I know. Not that he ever said she was. He, He never even hinted at it. No, he wouldn't. Father, he loves our Lord. He loves his God. He took an interest in Amy because... Well, first of all, because I did. And then, because he saw what you saw. That Amy needed help. And now for Amy to imply that we've taken her mind off religion... Well, it's been terribly upsetting to Frank, Father, and to me, too. We wonder what we've done wrong to make Amy feel like that. Uh, Beatrix, if I were you and Frank, I wouldn't brood about it. You've tried to do the right thing, and 
Well, personally, I think that we ought to give Amy a little more time. Amy's all right. You and Frank have meant well. Amy has meant well. And if she has drawn a sort of thoughtless conclusion from things, let's give her a little more time. Father, you make me feel better already. The first informal, natural-like chance I see, I'll talk with Amy. Father Morgan doesn't have to look for a chance to talk with Amy, because Amy soon comes to the rectory to have a talk with Father Morgan. I, I know I, I said the wrong thing to them. I shocked them. I could tell by the look on their faces. You said you couldn't sleep that night thinking about it. And what did thinking about it do for you? Well, as I said, Father, I realized around about six o'clock in the morning that instead of being irreligious, they were religious. Otherwise, they wouldn't have looked so shocked. They are religious, Amy. They go to Mass as many mornings during the week as Frank's duties permit. They make the holy hour of reparation every first Friday. And you know why they do all that? Because they love God. Beatrix and Frank are happy people, Amy. They have good looks, good health, good incomes. And I don't think they have ever in their lives had real trouble. Oh, Frank has been in danger many times, of course. But neither of them has ever had real personal trouble. And yet, you know what they are? They're mourners. Mourners? How do you mean? They see this, that the sin in the world offends God. And being generous, being grateful to God for the good things he has given them, they mourn with him, so to speak over the people who abuse his gifts. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yes, Beatrix and Frank are mourners. Blessed are they who mourn. You, you give me a new idea of what that means, Father. Uh, not to twist the knife in the wound, Amy, but... Let's just mention two things that have hurt you. First, Jack Adams and all that business, the nightclub, the broken engagement, and so forth. Next, the death of your father. They hurt you, didn't they? Well, in a way, they hurt God, too. Did you ever think of that? No, I didn't. I should have. We can't think of everything all at once, Amy. Beatrix and Frank seem to think of everything, though. You'll think of everything, too, Amy. Yes. Instead of mourning with Amy Gordon, I'll mourn with God. I'll think about him instead of myself. Good. Good. And then you'll be comforted, Amy.
I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.